0: A statement from the DSA Union. As staff, our primary focus is on the work that builds the Democratic Socialists of America, DSA, and the socialist movement. Our unit is made up of DSA members with extensive experience as organizers, elected leaders, and members of the movement. Our objective in working for DSA is to win socialism in our lifetime. We work long and inconsistent (laughs) hours and are subject to public scrutiny. But we choose to work these jobs because of our commitment to the socialist movement. Right, just like starting off with the the martyrization. Like, (laughs) you really, you should be grateful to us for (laughs) getting paid by your dues money. (laughs) Okay, so what are we looking at? We're, We're looking at a statement by DSA staffers Uh, in a DSA staff union demanding more money for themselves. Um, And uh, as we go on, we'll see that they are in conflict with a different faction within the DSA, the political leadership. Um, Both factions seem to be uh, squabbling over the same limited and rapidly diminishing pool of funds that the organization has not seen fit to uh, steward in any sensible way. Um i think is a a fair synopsis
1: mm-hmm. you brought this to my attention what 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 do you what is this
2: um you know i think to me it's like this is a group of people trying to look badass like there's a i mean what what blows my mind is we have this Gigantic UAW strike going on, right? And <laughs> in the midst of cool something, too, guys. Yeah, we're, we're a yeah. union too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I just got an idea. <laughs>
3: they might get Biden. They could get a Biden. With they photo should, off. Yeah, they yeah. should shoot for that.
2: Yeah.
0: Or or get Trump to come and, <laughs> and like yeah. talk at a, a a nearby restaurant and pretend that he's talking to them and then. <laughs> I'm sorry I interrupted
2: you. No, 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 I guess, yeah, I mean, I, this whole thing, I mean, I've been saying, like, cosplay. I think that's what this whole thing looks like to me.
0: Yeah, because a lot of these people's uh, impression of what the labor movement is comes from graduate student organizing, right? Mm. Like, this is sort of the baby's first organizing for a lot of PMC uh, leftoids. And, and when you're doing that sort of organizing, you totally misunderstand what the relationship between the union and the employer is, and how the union exercise exor- exerts pressure on the employer, right? Like, or
2: that unions are socialist,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> that too, right? Like, well, it's a socialist organization, therefore, a socialist organization staffers' union is also socialist, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah. do you think the do you think the Communist Party of the Soviet Union had a union? You know, like, do you <laughs> did they have a staff union? <laughs> Like, it's like what or,
3: extraterrestrials might imagine
0: right, yeah. uh, socialism is. <laughs> right. or unions like any, within unions within unions. Right, yeah, like any actual serious communist or socialist party. Do you think they have a staff union like in Europe or Latin America or whatever? Yeah. I mean, they don't, right?
1: So our objective in working for DSA is to win socialism in our lifetime. I'd like to know what they mean by that, but then they say we work long and inconsistent hours doing what? as a com- as community organize community organizers or whatever we choose like oh yeah
3: these sacrifices these people right. make they're so virtuous it's just kind of sounds silly to me it, it is inconsistent s- hours is a really ambiguous statement too. Like, <laughs> like how much how much work are you really doing i'm, doing
0: I'm just stoned on the job all the time so I don't, I don't really work that much so i term it like inconsistent hours i'm
2: not gonna fucking go to the uaw uh Uh, protest on a Saturday. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. Right. I have rights, damn it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, So you work intermittently like 15 minutes per hour for three hours and that's (laughs) the reason why you're complaining?
0: Well, I I don't know. I don't know what these people do, right? Like there's, we have a huge number of organizers down here. We have comms coordinator, media coordinator, right? Like, Organizer, 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 senior program associate, events, like a lot of these jobs are jobs that normally you would expect a shrinking organization to be cutting, right? Like if you are losing members and therefore losing revenue and you're starting to – your deficits are starting to balloon, you should have fewer organizers.
1: Right, okay. So before we get to the diagnosis of the real problem and why I think this is so ridiculous, this statement by these people – Maybe let's go on and then sure. comment on that. So will you continue for us?
0: Yeah, I can keep reading. Them if you guys want. All right. So at the 2023 National Convention, delegates adopted several initiatives that added $2.1 million to DSA's budget, which was already projected to have a $1.6 million deficit. We know DSA's elected leaders face incredibly difficult financial decisions to reduce the deficit, Despite ongoing organizational fundraising efforts such as the Solidarity Income Based Dues Campaign, we are concerned that delegates did not fully realize or debate the trade-offs that will have to be made to implement all of the proposals passed at the 2023 convention. If the NPC, which is the National Political Committee, and or management attempt to lay off staff members before exploring every other avenue to maintain our organization, we will defend our union jobs with any and all tools provided to us by our democratically negotiated collective bargaining agreement. <laughs> this is not just about protecting our jobs. Oh, Whoa, oh really? <laughs> well, you have to say it. Huh? <laughs> but the necessary functions to carry out, we carry out to make DSA the strongest organization it can be. The labor of our unit is vital to the everyday function and success of DSA.
1: Okay.
2: So this is the strongest the DSA organization can be
0: oh. hell, yeah, dude.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> there, there are a number of things I've sort of underlined well, here. Well, inter- but... interesting
0: point is that there's NPC, there's the staff that these guys are, and then there's management. Bad. Who is management? <laughs> right, they're right? all managers. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> right. in the DSA right. is a manager. Like it's, it's interesting because like y- you see how. Um, uh, multipolar DSA is internally right. Like there is no actual control of the organization by the political leadership. There is this kind of tripartite, or I would maybe maybe two two way control scheme, where you have the political leadership and then you have the the staff leadership, right? Like the president Maria Sfort, and and the I guess who they're referring to as management, right? Um, and what they who's in charge of what is totally unclear
1: well imagine it helps from my perspective to imagine that this were uh, a real labor issue with a real union and imagine uh people in the union saying for instance to the foreman or the managers or the ceos of ford um, we're concerned that you didn't fully realize or debate the trade-offs that'll have to be made when you lay us all off and shit can us. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and the, right. and the leadership will say, no, I, I think we yeah, thought yeah, about we it, we and you're, out, you're right. gone. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs>
0: Redundancy hurts. And that was the point, right? Right, right. Mm. Yeah, like a total, total lack of understanding of, of the relationship. Are between... they
1: exploring every other avenue? Like, is there a rock you haven't turned over? Right. Maybe you forgot some money under the pillow cushion <laughs> rather right. than the couch. Right.
0: right. Yeah, and so, like, what what are the organization's expenses besides paying staff, I wonder, that they think can be cut? Like, it, unless they're alleging that, that you know, like a, a GM CEO, someone is make, raking home $20 million a year or something, you know, like that... When you're, when you're an actual union striking against an automobile company or something, you can say that. Like, stop paying the CEO $30 million and give that money back to the workers, right? Like, you can say that. So this you can't a- say that here because presumably no one is making more than, like, low six figures in this entire organization. So where's the money going to come Maybe. from? Maybe. I
2: Maybe mean- it'll come from their uh, $25,000 annual fee for a security deposit. For, uh, a space where they can organize
4: <laughs> yeah, i'm looking
2: at for for the record i'm looking at their uh 2023 budget they published the 2022 uh yeah the books from 2022 oh, okay. yeah what
3: what fraction of that goes to the staff costs or the union uh like their salaries does it say
2: oh it doesn't say doesn't oh, yeah.
0: say interesting that would be embarrassing. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they have a budget, but they don't list staff costs they in the budget. They
2: have a total money spent on employees per year. Okay. Uh, I so aggregate,
0: have. but they don't show the distribution. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and how much of that is compared to the total budget? Like, wh- what's the proportion compared yeah, to the total I'll, budget? I'll find it. Okay, cool. That would be interesting to know.
2: They also have a swag fund.
0: Oh, <laughs> a, a what fund?
2: A swag fund. A swag fund, yeah.
0: like to make hats clothing, and yeah. clothing, oh.
2: swag inventory. Yeah. Huh. a year. The
1: labor of our unit is vital to the everyday function and success of the DSA, but is the DSA vital to the success of anything?
0: Right.
3: Yeah. What is the success of the DSA? What, yeah. What, exactly, what do yeah. they accomplish? Socialism in do? our lifetime. Right. In well, our lifetime. Yeah. Well. Yeah. People the, are living longer and longer. Could be. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> right. As our lifetimes increase, logically, eventually yeah. someone our will. Our chances are
3: looking. Sooner better. or later, it just becomes more and more likely as time goes
5: by.
0: Right. So yeah, I mean, this is this is interesting too, right? Like, there's the political question of where is this budget deficit coming from like they don't seem to really be interested in discussing that right well, like we're essential workers that's right.
1: one thing i get from this they're basically so the sort of there's still sort of a echo of covid jargon and so the idea is that you know we're not just sort of luxury items in the sort of activist space we're essential workers because we're fighting for socialism um but there doesn't seem to be any um awareness so they say they say that you know the even before blah blah there was a 1.6 million dollar deficit what does that mean what that means is that people are ceasing to be members of this organization and they're not paying dues and that means that the projected budgets from when the organization was on the rise and the dues were increasing and the funding pot was getting bigger are going to have to be cut back and these people are going to get laid off because the organization is dying right and they're going to fall under you know the austerity acts like um you know workers have been feeling for a long time and there doesn't seem to be any sort of recognition here what's so striking to me is that there is zero recognition that like there's no saving your job because you're in a dying organization Mm -hmm. and god isn't going to come along and do it and your parents aren't going to put more money in the in the bank account like it's over
0: right right yeah. yeah,
3: I mean, the, the proposed solution in the next little paragraph is we need a robust fundraising plan. <laughs> right. A robust yeah. enough fundraising plan, in principle, could pay for anything. Right. So <laughs> if, we just, yeah. if so we just think big enough.
1: <laughs> somebody right. raise funds for us so that we can continue to imagine that we're socialist, radical, whatever right. it
0: is. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just it's a cushy sque-
3: gig. I feel for these
0: people, right? You know, just squeeze the the shrinking rump member membership even harder, right? <laughs> and what's gonna happen when you start begging them for more and more money, you're gonna drive them to quit more and more, right? Yeah. Like, it's just gonna, it's gonna be a death spiral. If, if that's your solution, like, hey, we cannot cut staff, we need to have as many staff as we had when we were twice as big as we currently are, right? Forever even if we shrink back down to the pre-Bernie Bounce DSA, which is like, so assume that it starts at like 6,000 members on paper. It goes up to maybe 90,000, I think, at the peak. If it goes back down to 6,000 members, are you still going to have a 90,000 member organization's level of staff? No, hell no. No, it's right? It's like if
1: people stop buying cars, Detroit you know, gets hit even worse. No one's buying cars. All the automakers are going to shut down. And then it's as though the unionized auto workers said, you know, hey you still have to employ us even though there there is no more money to pay us because there is no more income from for the organization right right like th- w- what kind of miraculous magical thinking does it take for that to add up i mean if there's no fucking money right then it's
0: over yeah yeah and so this is like the 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 play acting at unionism sort of thing that they're doing right like it, it's like when graduate students unionize right like graduate students and i was in a graduate student union Um, Graduate student unions frequently insist that their labor is essential for the functioning of universities and that if they stopped working, universities would collapse. Right. It's not true. um, In point of fact, it's simply, you know, not not because
1: there is an army of adjuncts ready to slit each other's throats
0: to do it for half the pay. Right. Exactly. So the graduate students going on strike is a PR problem for universities. It's not an economic problem for universities. And universities are very PR sensitive and very, very, very rich. So they will frequently just throw money at at striking graduate students to make the problem go away. DSA is not very, very, very rich, right? So the same tactic that works in this kind of university uh, organizing bubble where where the employer has unlimited funds, you know, and and will just throw money at you to make you go away, it's not going to work here because the money doesn't exist. So like that you you mentioned the the cargo cult dynamic earlier right mm-hmm. but it's like if if we go through the motions of of what a union does. If we go through the motions of striking, if we go through the motions of writing this kind of statement, then we'll get results. Right. And it's like, no sacrifice because,
1: a chicken and it'll rain. Right.
0: Yeah. Sacrifice a chicken and it'll rain. It's like, no, the, the union gets results when it's actually capable of attacking profit margins of the employer. Right. <laughs>
1: supposing, supposing that there's still, you know, enough effective demand that the corporation is profitable, that you can get a piece of those profits. Right. But if the economy implodes, there's nothing to have. Right. Um, Yeah, so I mean, it's just, it's like, you know, like uh, Pavlov's dog or whatever. Like you imagine, I remember reading an experiment, um, teach a monkey to push a button, it'll give it a cigarette, and then you just stop giving it cigarettes after a certain (laughs) time, and it freaks out, sort of just pounding on this button, because it's addicted to nicotine, (laughs) and it can't give it cigarettes. (laughs) This is, um, so to me, this seems just like, um, it exemplifies especially well a problem with magical thinking in the contemporary left.
0: Well, and and if we go a little bit further... Okay, so please. Our DSA leaders must commit to developing and implementing a robust fundraising plan to afford the execution of these newly passed convention proposals. The NPC has decision-making power and responsibility over DSA's finances, yet they are not required to fundraise for their decisions, such as the proposed paid co-chair position salaries. The NPC must not cut critical union <laughs> jobs in order to pay for non-union leadership salaries, right?
2: I don't know why I think of this, but when they say union jobs, I think of them in, like, automaker jumpsuits. Right. <laughs> We're real, too. Union right. jobs. Right, right, right.
0: right critical union critical union jobs, <laughs> critical union jobs <laughs> don't take right? our jobs underneath are
2: they... cars all all greasy doing the work
0: right like are they critical jobs or so they... are they simply critical by virtue of being union jobs right like so they
1: so they smear engine grease on their face and they're like look I'm a worker yeah
5: yeah <laughs> I'm yeah. a worker yeah.
0: <laughs> we thank the npc members who are doing their part to fundraise and we look forward to working with the entire npc on these efforts moving forward we commend DSA chapters and committees' fundraising efforts and relentless commitment to the socialist movement.
2: Because uh, this yeah, yeah, yeah. is the socialist movement. Right.
0: Yeah, Making
1: so, <laughs> statements, holding meetings, that's right. so,
0: socialism. So this, this is where we get the actual like nub of the issue, right? You've got one faction of basically parasites on this funding stream, which is the DSA. Right. You have another faction of Parasites who want to pay themselves salaries now. The political leadership previously has been entirely volunteer. Now the political leadership wants to pay itself salaries, right? So we have another faction of parasites, and these two factions of parasites are just going at it on this, you know, dead horse's corpse, right? They're like leeches on this dead horse's corpse, and it's like There's no more the, blood left. The blood, yeah, the blood's drying up. The horse up, guys. is dead. It's like, rigor mortis. Like, don't cut off my blood supply. I need the blood. The it's horse like, is dead. Right. <laughs> Um,
1: yeah, I mean, so a more robust fundraising plan to afford the execution of these newly passed convention proposals. I mean, the bottom line is, like, you can't recruit people. People don't want to join right. your fake little silly little club where you just simulate uh, whatever, I don't know, leftoid fantasies.
0: Right. Well, yeah, the, the entire... this no one is grappling with the political failure of the DSA. Like, why is this happening? Why is DSA losing so many members that it's running a huge budget deficit? Well, maybe one of the reasons is that, like they say, the the conventions that you guys have been electing have been... ...filled with idiots... ...and have been passing insane proposals... The that they of even... jokes
1: of so many right. people...
0: ...like the, the 2019 convention... ...the um, the Don't Use Gendered Language convention... ...is still like the most famous single moment... ...of DSA internal politics... ...in the entire world, right? Like this is... In, 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 ...and people... ...when the, anyone who knows about DSA... ...which is not many people... ...but anyone who knows about DSA... ...that is one thing they for sure know, right? Like, oh, that, that insane thing happened at their convention... And you know, I was at the twenty the twenty twenty one convention, and it was not much better. It was it was a total shit show. Like the the organization's politics have failed. They're totally unwilling to grapple with that failure and introspect and ask themselves, well, what did we do wrong? How can we fix it? Like maybe maybe we're losing members for a good reason and we can, you know, sort of try to adjust our politics. Well, but they have no No. vision and no program.
1: And the funny thing is, is the closest they come to recognizing that is this statement in which they only repeat that, you know, it's failing and they just want to make sure that it keeps going. And it's like, well, you know, you could keep going if you would quit doing things that people don't want to be a part of. But instead, you just keep saying, find more money for us. And, you know, then they couch it in this language like, we have critical union jobs, which is this sort of like fake imaginary thing. We are critical union jobs in contrast to some leader salaries. What they're basically saying is, We want to make sure that you're not getting paid more than us when you lay us off.
3: Right. But it's just class warfare (laughs) transposed into the DSA. Kind of funny. I mean, yeah, there's just no mention at all of what they actually contribute to the organization. There's no even like idea of like what the organization exists for or should be doing. Um, right it's just it's just there the DSA it's critical we must right. perpetuate
0: this. right yeah and like two two-thirds of these people are some variant of organizer like isn't your job to make sure that the organization is growing? By... get out there this is your job <laughs> right Get your families guys like... and this is
1: completely going over the heads like they're complaining to leadership about the failure of the organization for which
0: they are basically responsible. right right <laughs> <laughs> And leadership. Is like, well, we're just going to pay ourselves salaries now. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit, huge budget deficit. Well, let's just make sure we let's we just, wet our beaks a little bit. Let's just cut
1: the bottom off of the tree right, <laughs> right. that we're sitting on.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, just like dumb and dumber here, right? Like just two factions of unbelievably stupid. Like imagine the kind of person who is devoting their life and their career to this organization at this stage of, of total free fall and collapse. Right? Like, what commitment. are you
3: doing? It just sounds like a socialist pyramid scheme. Relentless. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it is relentless though. Yeah. It's a relentless commitment
1: to, I don't know. What, what?
0: It's, I think, you know, they, they mentioned early on, we choose to work these jobs because of our commitment to the socialist movement. Right. They choose to work these jobs instead of going out and making more money doing literally anything else. You know, presumably none of these people are actually make that But there aren't good
1: jobs. Like, this is pure cope. I mean, they take yeah. a couple shit jobs, enjoy brunch, and maybe go to some stupid DIY art thing. And then, you know.
3: Well, it's very aspirational. These are the jobs they wish they could have. Right. You know, just like. A but the it's it's like whole thing is
1: so, like, it's seeped through with kind of dis self-deception, dishonesty, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It's this or
3: nothing, right? That's kind of the...
0: Yeah, I mean, it it. it reminds me of of adjunct professors, honestly, right? Like, why are you getting paid $6,000, you know, I guess a semester to teach two classes and, you know, live in your car and, like, not be able to afford anything, (laughs) you know? It's because I'm I'm contributing to the life of the mind and, you know, like the advancement of human flourishing and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're not. You're just like you 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 just don't want to get a real job you know like you, well it's the
1: symbolic the symbolic uh, what do you call it the, the symbolic clout you know of t- teaching keeps people hanging right, on right right
0: exactly yeah like you're deriving some sort of psychic satisfaction from from being quote unquote a professor even as you live in your car just like these guys are devoting some sort of psychic satisfaction from their commitment to the movement and hanging right. on to a dream which Hang- is Pure right. fantasy. Hanging on to a failed dream that they themselves killed, right? And and they're, well, it's like, well, why don't you guys just go do something else? Because they still, they want to believe that they're getting something out of this.
1: Or start a real organization that does something other than simulating meetings and shaking down its members for dudes. <laughs> they, don't, like, they wouldn't know how to do that. They I don't. Mean, that's the thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you can't make, I will talk about this in a minute, but you can't make an organization out of people who can fall back on something more lucrative if or you know or who don't want really anything to change i mean yeah it seems to me that you could sort of search and replace socialist move movement with like you know just subcultural kind of pastime hobbyism or something i don't know
0: well, and I, I think a lot of these these guys are, are quote-unquote organizers in major blue state metro areas, right? And so there's this mm-hmm. entire ecosystem of make-work jobs for, you know, like at the top you have ac- the actual state employees and, and sort of political appointees, and then it goes down through this, like, nonprofit net- network, right? And, like, there's tons of these quote-unquote movement or public service gigs that you could land, and th- it... I don't know. It it seems like they think that they haven't understood that those gigs exist in for example Chicago because this is what this is the manifestation of the Chicago Democratic machine right, right now, right? Like this is all contributing perhaps indirectly in certain cases or inefficiently towards that machine remaining in power. Right. And that's why they are paying people, right? But there it turns out DSA is not part of that grift and it's it's not, you know, it's just not It's not working for these guys anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, when it was convenient, the DSA got plugged into the Democratic Party patronage network, and now it's not working, and it's, you know, the cargo cult. Um, Finally, though,
0: um, shall we conclude this? Finally, we, the DSA union, speak for ourselves. No manager, director, or NPC member can claim to speak on behalf of the union. While we can hold political opinions as individual union staff members, we are not aligned with any internal DSA caucus or tendency, and the union shall not be used by any caucus as a political cudgel. If we want to speak for or against any position, we will. This, I wish I understood the subtext here. I wish yeah, I understood. Yeah, I was just gonna say there's some right.
2: beef here. Right. Someone is being subtweeted right. in right.
0: this last. Right. My guess is that it's probably bread and roses being subtweeted because they're always the ones being subtweeted. But um, <laughs> so it's some
1: passive aggressive thing. It has I, to be. I think it has, it has to, to be. be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cuz okay, yeah. so my understanding of the dynamic is that the NPC and Maria Swart, who's like at the she's the president, right? She's the acting the top staffer, right? The NPC and Maria Swart hate each other because they're they're both like
1: cuz the one is FBI and the other one's CIA.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, or something. Uh and, and so the NPC should be in charge of the organization between conventions according to the bylaws, but the NPC is comprised of sort of dilettante millennial losers and, like, don't have the expertise to actually run the organization, right? Like, they don't understand how it works. They're not smart enough. They're not, like, skilled enough to actually, like, go through the books.
1: That's ableist.
0: Yeah, uh, you're right. They're, they're just morons. Ageists. <laughs> right. And so Maria Maria Sfort, who is, in all fairness, also a moron, but she, you know, has, has been there longer and has just sort of, like, that's her actual job to, like, know how this organization functions. So... Right. So she can just run circles around the NPC whenever she wants. And so the NPC is like, oh, we're going to fire her. We're going to get rid of her. Right. But it's like they all know that they can't fire her because without her, the organization falls apart. Right. So yeah, it's, I, this is probably part of the subtext here. And so Bretton Rose is the kind of, the, the, the world's most uh, insane, like, careerist, <laughs> like, micro careerist cult. Uh, it has been has been like saying like oh we're going to fire Maria Sport any day now uh, and we're going to pay ourselves salaries and we're going to you know blah 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 i think that's what's happening here that would be my guess but i haven't been following enough of the uh, the dynamic to uh, to really to really be able to speak intelligently on that
1: final thoughts
0: it's what happens when a uh, socialist organization quote-unquote socialist organization is entirely full of petty careerist middle-class dweebs just like desperately trying to get their angle somehow and and without the ability to look long-term to to take a long-term view of of the political dynamics and even Consider asking themselves why things are progressing the way they are. Right? It's just like
1: it's like when you hit your maximum student loans and can't be in grad school anymore. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like wh- raise my limit. <laughs> like why, why? can't I be
0: in grad school anymore? Why can't like, I
3: have three hundred thousand dollars in debt? Right. Study, yeah. <laughs> study psychoanalysis. goddammit. Right.
0: It's right. Or like when I haven't gotten to jung yet. Yeah. Right. When when you should I think you Chicago capped uh, the maximum length you could be in a PhD program at like eight years or something, and you had these like. Guys who'd been there like 12 years being like, <laughs> What am I gonna do now? <laughs> like, what have you been doing, dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> when, when were you gonna wake up?
2: <laughs> um, before we leave this, I want to uh talk about Maria Sports' um Wikipedia page Excellent. because I am having a, a little bit of a I'm picking up that it might have been written by Maria. Oh, you don't say, uh, so I just <laughs> You know, you would expect like a Wikipedia page to be You mean her factual. you don't you don't
1: think her biographer wrote that for her?
0: I well, maybe one of these union staffers wrote it for
2: her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so it it says uh on the NPC uh Svart has chaired the program committee which has provided materials and guidance that have helped DSA locals and YDS chapters participate in the fight against state and federal budget cuts. And to defend the rights of public employees. <laughs> oh, nice! It all and, comes uh, full circle. All right, so then, so then, for her personal life, uh, we have: she lives two things. One, she lives in Brooklyn. Oh. Two, she's biracial. <laughs> she has Mexican ancestry. <laughs> That's her whole Wikipedia. Just,
0: just, just so you can see this.
2: I want to know who her parents are. That's why I came to this. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't make sense to comment on
1: this if it weren't the fact that she waved it around so much like why wave that around so i
3: mean
2: well because these middle class identitarian leftists use identity categories like credentials to justify their positions
3: it's that public scrutiny can't get enough of it
1: i mean it's just so like it's inviting mockery is it not so
0: she has been national director since 2011 amazing (laughs) She, what, how how frequently do you have to be elected to that? I think every two years, which is when the convention. So you're not elected; you're you're hired by the okay. political leadership. But yeah, the every two years, the the new incoming NPC has an opportunity to fire the national political director. And I guess they just have felt that she's doing such a good job that
1: such a good job that um, <clears throat> they had to publish this statement about all these people who are about to lose their fake jobs.
0: That's all. Yeah, it's. You wonder what's going on in there.
1: Okay.
5: That's what politicians do. That's their job, to gaslight and manipulate people. That is a politician. I mean, what do you think the main characteristics of a politician is?
4: So why do you think there's no conversations? I mean, look, if you try to raise the idea of just to talk about, just talk about a general strike.
5: General strikes are political strikes. They're not, strikes on Amazon, those are on economic issues. By the time you reach the point of a general strike throughout history, you are attempting to overthrow a government. It's
4: I, different. I understand that, I understand that. And we can talk about Amazon in any other given industry, but what I'm not gonna do is sit here and like point to random industries and say they should go on strike, right? That's not on me. And that's why I'm talking about a general strike because I think it's useful rhetorically to get people in that mind frame to talk about historical examples of those. Because ultimately, isn't that what our goal is? And ultimately what we're talking about is more revolutionary potential than just these one-off strikes
5: it only comes when you have a highly organized base. So then, then you have a unification of labor
4: movements. So let me ask you this, how do we get a highly unified? I, I really don't wanna go in this circle again because I've done it so many times with so many guests, including yourself, but this is, this is I, I, I gotta get off this carousel. We can't do anything because we don't have, a organized well, we we can't can't have do an organized labor base. We can't have an organized labor base because, so, so it, what is it that it we can
5: do? A, it takes a long time to organize. And right. you have Starbucks workers, and you know it's it's a long process. Uh, it's not a flash mob. Flash mobs don't work.
4: And yet, sometimes flash mobs happen, and they are successful.
5: Name one. These revolutionary. Sometimes
4: it. I mean, in in limited ways, France. No, they're 68.
5: spectacle. It's guy. It's Guy Dubois. It's Society is spectacle. Flash mobs. I mean, I I actually went down to the Washington, for the. But what does Trump care? I mean, it didn't. Well, it, let me ask it, you this, it,
4: Professor Hedges: What's the example of when the long, slow organizing build has worked? Because nothing's worked. Everything's terrible everywhere. Nothing's well, worked no, by that metric.
5: That's, that's not true. You know, uh, the the Wobblies, the old CIO, the Communist Party—they uh, were very effective. We kind of erased the Communist Party from American history. These were very effective labor movements. In fact, they were so powerful on the eve of world war one that that uh wilson in the name of supporting the war passes the sedition act and the espionage act not to go after people providing government secrets to the germans but to go after the left that's how debs ends up in prison that's how emma goldman gets deported that's how the masses uh gets shut down uh so uh, and and but that was the culmination of really decades. You go back to the 1890s and the rubber baron issue. It takes a long time to build that stuff up, uh, but it works. With,
4: all, with with all due respect, even if that's true, I think that it is counterproductive to people's investment in any kind of political organization to say that like that. Because I'll tell you what, I care about a lot of things quite a bit. If you tell me it's going to take a long time and not within my lifetime, and it's going to be 40 years down the line, I will happily pack it up and go back and work for corporate America, make as much money as I can and live my life and die. You know, I'll just live my life and die because that's the best I can get. I'm not going to waste my entire life and the little glimpse of animation that I've been granted, the spark of life on this earth, toiling so that maybe a hundred years from now somebody can have a fifteen dollar minimum wage. Like that's not well, it. it you know what I not
5: mean? The, it's not gonna take uh a hundred years. But to, to build a solid labor organization is one, two years of really on the ground work. Uh but you're we're watching it. We're watching it again, we in Amazon, we're watching it in Starbucks. Uh we are seeing it. And and that's You know, and once you build, it's the only power we have are numbers and and the ability to throw a wrench into the capitalist machine.
4: But that's why this matters, Professor Hedges. Like, I appreciate why you don't want to care about Twitter, but the reality is,
5: who wants to
1: begin? Don't uh, don't uh, don't fight. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: I, I guess I'll begin and say that. It's really interesting, the argument that she makes, where it's like, you can't say these things that you're saying, these negative things that you're saying, or these depressing things that you're saying. Because if you say these things, people like me are going to give up on socialism, and we're going to go back to our corporate jobs that we used to have and just make a ton of money and like live, live happy lives, right? And it's like, this is, this is why you can't build socialism out of a middle-class movement, because these people have, at least during periods of economic you know when the when the recession comes back around she'll i'm sure she'll be back in the trenches but for the moment you know like she's got other alternatives you know she can she can go do something else with her life and live a nice comfortable middle- class existence and so when push comes to shove she'll always take the path of least resistance and she'll she she and and people like her or people like these dsa union idiots are are not they're not you can't count on them you know i
3: just wonder what she expects to happen i mean she's asking for you know expect the the expectation for like a general strike or something just out of thin air (laughs) if it doesn't happen this year or next year if it takes 15 or 20 years to have like meaningful results then fuck it i'm not doing that i'm not committing 20 years of my life to like a quest something that probably is not gonna turn out the way we want it to like i'm not like pinning my hopes in life on communist revolution but still there's something I mean, one of her tweets it. one of her
1: tweets might trigger a flash mob that actually works you know yeah like, the, the, the,
3: the, 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 the mythical flash mob that's like gonna you like know Paris just in go in there yeah yeah, I mean, yeah that
1: worked exactly. right, right I, yeah I saw that on YouTube <laughs> L- list
0: of accomplishments of <laughs> throwing Paris, rocks at cops yeah. like what what was one for the working class by that uh... they didn't even have
1: Twitter guys they didn't right. look what they did yeah. without they didn't even have Twitter well
3: They at least were trying to talk to the workers and go to (laughs) factories. You know, it was ridiculous, but you know, the effort was there.
1: Yeah. I mean, she starts by first. So maybe back up a stick is back up a sec. She starts by complaining that, you know, we're not even allowed to say general strike. We're not even allowed to think general strike. So she's actually complaining that she wants to say something, which Hedges says is not realistic. And then when he says, okay, those, these are different. Uh, UA, now UAW workers, Amazon workers, Starbucks workers, whatever, these, these local little fights, those are economic strikes, but a general strike is political and that's something different. When she's confronted with that fact, that's when she has a sort of temper tantrum meltdown. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think the idea is that she wants to be able to just sort of engage in wishful thinking right. and maybe it will materialize. And if it doesn't materialize, then it's your fault for being a naysayer. So it sort of <laughs> deflects the problem. Right. Yeah. The b-
3: if socialism trends hard enough on Twitter then right. something might happen. <laughs> mm. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. Or if we if we work long and inconsistent hours in our union jobs, eventually we'll achieve socialism in our lifetime. That's right. Like yeah. If we if we just yeah, if, if we if we make the gestures that cause the planes to land then the planes will land and we'll get all that delicious like spam and you know <laughs> canned pineapple or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> build yeah wave the flags uh,
2: yeah I think that's why like um, like the technical definition of socialism the technical definition of Marxism like oftentimes you see it conflated with just straight up identity politics because it's a little bit easier to accomplish identity politics make and feel like you've accomplished something as an as an quote unquote organizer mm-hmm. in the first place. So I mean, to say I'm a Marxist, um, I go to these rallies, I put a pink hat on, and I ask for women to be able to get abortions, and that's you know that's when I feel good and I can go home, and I've done something in the world. Uh, As opposed to like really sitting down and thinking about it. It's like, it's not as sexy. It's not as fun. It takes a lot more time. uh, And yeah, I mean, it's a sustained effort that's going to take, you know, I mean, it very likely will not even happen in your lifetime. Yeah, I'm not counting. (laughs) Can you handle something that you can't post on social media? Yeah, it's it's all
3: about delayed gratification. Yeah, like can you just sit with the fact that your future goals are likely not to turn out the way you hope and plan for them? But there's
1: some really extreme and vicious irony here because basically it seems to me the thought is something like this: if this isn't easy and if I can't have it tomorrow, then fuck it. I'm going to go become part of the problem. Yeah, the irony is going to go work for the (laughs) banks
3: if I can't have socialism by Tuesday. Right, and so I mean it
1: doesn't happen and it can't happen because uh the only people involved in this nominally socialist s- s- pseudo movement are people who either get instant gratification or become part of the problem i mean that's crazy irony like that is that is the problem mm-hmm. yeah right it's like it's like every rank and file member of of the of the so called movement is <clears throat> a leader yeah and they and they're all giving orders, and then when no one follows the orders, the people who don't follow the orders are are the reason why this doesn't work.
0: Right. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm taking my toys and going home. Right. And you and you have the you know you have this. We just have the UPS sort of contract negotiations. We have the UAW strikes going on right now. Um, during this, the DSA union is more concerned with its own access to non profit funding. The right? the, the, yeah,
3: the timing is just really
0: staggering. It's yeah, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know? But
1: but we are also uh we are also critical union jobs just like the auto workers. Right. So right. how could they do this to
0: us right, too? Right. And then and then Brianna Joy Gray is is like why can't we have a general strike? Like why do we have to have <laughs> yeah, the stupid little auto workers? Let's have a general strike, right? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> it's like a Willy it's like the Willy Wonka I want a bean feast, right? I want no, gold. I, I want it now. <laughs> I want it now. goddammit.
3: it! <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really kind of makes us look bad, I think, to have that be you know the message that a socialist—I don't know what to call her—an influencer or a talking head is, is putting forth. You know, like how are you possibly supposed to? galvanize anybody to your cause if that's your mentality it's well that seems
1: to be the function of this sort of thing actually is to scare off anyone to scare anyone else off
3: you say more about like what do you mean well
1: i've speculated for a while now that i mean whether or not it's intentional that it does seem to be the effect that i mean if you have if you have people who think that uh class politics or i don't know actually it's never defined but socialism is you know, a bunch of upper-middle-class people being cool, intellectual, leftoid, whatever, um, then, you know, you're just going to have people who get in there and and make it something which is alienating and repugnant to the larger part of the population, right? So, it, you know, it's not exactly controlled opposition like, you know, back in the 60s, Hoover or whatever would um, infiltrate organizations to undermine them because some cold war shit you know we'd go wreck a leftist organization the fbi would or something like that but i mean it's the same effect you have all these people who just sort of glom onto it and it becomes a social scene and the effect is that you know it wrecks it 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 makes it look ridiculous and ineffective and it paralyzes it and so it's like spontaneous controlled opposition these people aren't getting paid to wreck the organizations they're doing it for free
0: yeah yeah
3: it seems like they're they're wrecking it by just competing for prominence within it like it's a carryover kind of just like academic prestige because I mean we've kind of flirted around this but isn't this kind of like a, a like elite overproduction or however you want to characterize it Just too many people with you know English degrees expecting that they'll be able to use that like in some capacity for a career
1: yeah and the idea is they're going to make damn sure that you know ordinary working rural People don't can't can't be part of it. Yeah, it makes right.
3: it completely unintelligible to everyone who didn't, you know, have a, doesn't have a master's degree from an Ivy League institution, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, we're kind of bumping up against like the really fundamental like cultural antagonism, like just the inability of people who have, you know, I'm sure they mean well. I'm sure their beliefs are genuinely held, but they have no way to communicate it effectively. And I mean, this is this is like carried over from mainstream politics, but it's a problem for socialists, too. Like, how do you bridge that divide? Well,
1: within the cast, though, within the within the bubble, the communication is very effective, like signaling to each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that gets sort of mistaken for, you know, effective for what works.
3: Yeah. If you cancel somebody and they lose their job, then that's good for you. You can move in.
2: Well,
1: I mean, no outfits.
3: one reads... What does she say? No one reads New York Times anymore. It's all on Twitter. Look, it
1: works. You're just old-fashioned <laughs> if you think that yeah. that isn't realistic.
2: Yeah.
1: That's what makes the bubble where you get these sort of weird aliens, but they're not extraterrestrial. They're on Earth, but somehow they're aliens where yeah. they think like, oh, the the organization's imp- imploding. Oh, well, find some more money so we can keep our jobs. Like, right. That's how you can get <laughs> so disconnected from Yeah. Reality.
0: The people who work for the organization tell tell the managers tell like demand to speak to their own managers and tell the managers go find more money well it can be like (laughs) it can be like a
3: cult where like the cult leader just gets all the members to max out their credit cards and Right. right yeah
1: yeah well you you know then you do a balance transfer in perpetuity you know right (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
2: the org is going down tomorrow, I swear. Right. Oh, sorry, it didn't happen today. It's actually going to happen next year. Right. <laughs> Stick around. Give some more money.
0: Right. Yeah, just like converging on this this absolute, like, yeah, like a televangelist-style mm-hmm. fundraising appeal is your last ditch. like.
1: Well, how long can it go on before it bottoms out? That's what I wonder, like, you know, at some point it has to hit rock bottom and stop and die and then something else comes along. But as soon as I think, OK, I can't get any worse than this,
3: it just keeps finding a way to getting to get, you know, sillier or. Um, well, I mean, so long as people are competing for this kind of position to be like the to have their own like podcast TV show where they can interview people and, you know, have that role, then I think it'll perpetuate itself. I mean, there's a lot of passive online support for like the things the DSA represents but it's completely meaningless. And so it just never gains any traction in terms of right. like actual connection to the real world. But online, I mean, yeah, if you are addicted to Twitter, it's been, what happens on Twitter is real life. It's very important right, to right. you. And everyone else who's on Twitter is as deeply invested in it as you are. It's like, you know, court politics. Right.
0: Like a DSA membership is the equivalent of a of a Twitter Blue subscription, right? right?
1: Yeah, like an, it, yeah uh, what? I don't fifty
3: thousand followers can't be wrong. You know, right. something like that. Twitter
0: Blue is the paid, like to get a check on Twitter. It's something Musk uh, implemented, or, wh- or I can't remember the specifics. But I have.
3: Is it true that he is introducing like a? paid subscription he's gonna make people pay for it now oh for everyone yeah i think he's so. been talking about it they like... should give him a nobel prize for that right i just <laughs> think it's beautiful. destroying twitter yeah <laughs> it is
0: interesting to think of like brian joy gray does make kind of an interesting point what happens when twitter dies like is that actually going to free the left from her clutches right and mm. the clutches of people like her mm. like is twitter actually because i think something significant very significant happened in the culture as soon as musk took over twitter because he stopped censoring the trans stuff right and then almost overnight you started to have all these articles and all these major publications saying stuff that a couple of years ago you 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 never heard them say right like the the knowledge that for example the uk and the swedish and the finnish national health services stopped paying for reassignment surgeries right like that became common knowledge almost overnight right mm. like
2: i i just saw today actually um, there were there was a statistic that when musk took over the number of twitter members like just skyrocketed yeah you know the opposite effect of what you know we all said we hate him so much right it had totally the opposite effect
0: yeah yeah it's it's interesting like i i i suspect that a lot of what's going on in the left precisely because it is this tiny middle class subculture can actually be you can actually point at Twitter and say, this is actually what's causing it, right? in, in, in a, to a large extent, right? Like, the specific manifestations of this stuff, right? Like, um, So you mean
1: if this would dissolve and fall apart and just sort of, you know, everyone sort of atomized and that sort of no longer attracts all the attention then maybe something else could happen
0: i think i think there's a possibility because like this is how these people coordinate with each other this is how these people settle on the 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 party line right Mm -hmm. it's how they absorb all these rhetorical kind of strategies that they use to keep normal people out likes and retweets right it's 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 Twitter. twitter trains them to do this that's how they get so good at it right it
2: also feeds them their like issue of the day
0: right Right.
1: Well that's what she says. I mean, she says no one reads the New York Times anymore. You just pull up Twitter mm-hmm. and you have a feed of news stuff. Yeah. And that's how you get your she news. She
3: says it like it's some beautiful like accomplishment right. of civilization right. every morning yeah. I have like, right. you know, the Twitter read my mind and has this curated right. propaganda well, right, me right, right. <laughs> trying like to the, manipulate me into doing God knows what. A curated feed
2: <laughs> that's which the program is written yeah. by it's a fucking people nightmare. working for like one of the co- most corrupt people. <laughs> In the world
0: right a combination of like elon musk uh, like alphabet agency like fbi cia yep yeah and, and democratic like, party and like literal uh, yeah democratic party operatives and like literal robots are like creating <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> creating yeah. your Going thought russians process trying process. to sell you flaming hot <laughs> cheetos <or> <laughs> <some> <laughs> shit, <laughs> you know. right and corporations and so and, and it's like and joy gray who has i think a jd from harvard right has clearly is clearly today much stupider than she was however many years ago when she got that JD right like her own thought process has degenerated over time to the point that she is just babbling incoherently in this interview but she thinks that this is just how everyone is now right well right. it's with all, of... respect, <laughs> with all due respect
1: with all due respect
0: Were you gonna say something? <laughs> That's yeah. what she said. With uh, all, due yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, all due respect, I thought you were gonna like. Say I something. To, you know, no, no, no. Come out swinging. No, the
5: she's hammer. talking
1: like it's obvious, and 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 uh, and and. Well. Chris Hedges is just a total idiot. With all due respect, I mean, which like, is to say that none is none is really
0: due.
5: Right. Um, yeah. Well,
0: and Hedges, she thinks that Hedges is an idiot because. He is still capable of thinking, right? But he's
2: out of touch. Right, he's out of touch. He's, <laughs> right. he's, out he's of old. Touch. He's, he's not ta- on okay, Twitter. Okay, boomer. He doesn't wear the uh, Che Guevara T-shirt. He doesn't want to be pictured throwing a Molotov cocktail into a, a family-owned a f- shop. Like he's not a real. He's not an effective
3: internet celebrity.
2: Right, right, right. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. Right.
1: He's not well. He's not cool, and he's not entertaining. Yeah. Right. I don't watch him because. You know, I he's admit. Cool and he's not, right, <laughs> no, right. Yeah.
3: I agree with him, but he's just so not cool and so not entertaining right. that it kind of right. grates on. But, it but it's interesting
0: to see how just effortlessly he dismantles her. Right, like yeah. how she gets really worked up and she gets really yeah. confused and like she starts saying stuff that doesn't make sense because she literally can't think anymore. Her her brain is made of Swiss cheese now because she probably wakes up in the morning and scrolls Twitter. Right, she's like probably scrolling Twitter all fucking day long. And then
1: he has to, at the end, he has to sort of bring her back down and say, come on, it's not that nothing is possible, it won't take forever, it won't take 100 years, one, two years. And it's like, actually, no, it it probably will take longer. It's going to be closer to 100 than two. Well, the way it's (laughs) looking, the way it's looking now, especially because of these sort of things, it does seem like it's not possible. That's the irony I was pointing to. But, I mean, so he's, I think he, that tendency, whatever it is that he, expressed there as part of the problem as well to placate to placate this wishful thinking crap like no come on you know it's possible you should still try which mm. in a way seems to also be part of the same problem um either you can or you can't you need to find out which one it is because if it is impossible then yeah you shouldn't waste your time with this stuff unless it's a grift and you're just fighting over the crumbs that you shake out of your you know little Twitter fiefdom or whatever. So, I mean, this when I saw it, it was just I don't know, kind of funny but kind of like uh
3: depressing. Well, it's just the hopelessness of it. Right. It's yeah. just like it's all or nothing. This is going to this is going to happen tomorrow or there's just no point even right. in, tr- in 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 trying to build socialism in any meaningful sense. On however small a scale. Well,
1: forget socialism, just wage class politics outside of the uh democratic uh patronage network and like you know why does it have to be full so full communism now or i will go back to corporate why can't it be like okay we need something else which is class politics i mean Just the whole sort of way that it's framed seems like it's, you know, controlled opposition.
0: Yeah. Why isn't she out on a UAW picket line interviewing the striking workers and bringing them on her show and, and sort of explaining, you know, to to her audience how they can help. Right. Or I don't know. I mean,
1: well, now there's a new show where she's talking about aliens. Oh, okay. I saw.
0: (laughs) Cool, she's cool. And turns out that's just code for striking working class American. Yeah, she saw a working class
1: person and they don't look very good. She thought she saw an alien. I think
2: it's like deep down these people know it's going to take too much time and it's not likely to happen immediately. Right. And so instead they sit and they tweet and they go to events and take pictures and they work for the DSA and they put out a letter that they're going to they're, they're going to strike from the DSA because they don't want to be doing the work because they, because it's raining outside and mm. they don't want to get out I of bed. I forgot my umbrella. Yeah, right. exactly.
1: Well, I be yeah, out mean, there with you, but I forgot my umbrella.
0: It's, it's right. hard to, to motivate yourself to do the work if you don't believe <laughs> that you're actually going to accomplish something. I was right? at like, our
2: Marxist reading group uh, uh, you know, a few weeks ago and we were in a, a breakout room and I said, that socialism wasn't going to happen in my lifetime and there was someone there that looked so upset when <laughs> i said that and i had to backpedal but cause that I, isn't what i want i felt like i ruined her day right, <laughs> like the right. way you that might she have. looked at me like oh my god sent her into like some kind of crisis i said well you know it probably won't happen you know right. you never know well she so, <laughs> but,
1: but she she came here to believe that it will and now you're telling her that it's not what is what why i mean why yeah. are you doing this right
0: yeah. well and i think this is why the ds uh, you know we, we talked about this briefly earlier but i think this is one of the reasons the dsa can't grapple with its own failure because to acknowledge that it has failed has this kind of power to make it fail even more right like they right. they think that being honest with themselves about what's actually happening is going to just exacerbate the spiral and that you can sort of, it, it, it's like when you're, when your car is like skidding off the road. Right. And, and you just, you think if I just turn the steering wheel all the way to the right. left, the car will somehow right itself. And it's like, or when no, you're
1: like, getting mugged and you think, Oh my God, this is not fucking happening to me. Right. It is. Right. It really is. Right. And then yeah. you got to pee yourself
2: so that they don't, right. so that they don't <laughs> touch you and bring them in your car.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, if you've got for five years or four, it drummed into your head that everything is a social construct and therefore if everyone just believes that something is true, then therefore it is true, then, you know, you this behavior is reinforced and you have this problem. And similarly, if you spend all your time in a, you know, a Twitter enclave where everyone thinks the same thing as you and you think that if you all believe it, it'll come true and you panic if it doesn't, I mean, that's, that's how you end up here, um, I think, so i don't know it's kind of wishful thinking but i mean just sort of thinking out loud here i mean it seems like the challenge is you know how do you cope with this without succumbing to it i mean if we end up saying the solution is to not think like that um that might not be realistic either because it's not like you can just say please folks stop thinking like that and that's the solution um I mean, what if, what if, um, I mean, say, say it's true. It's not going to happen. It can't happen. Um, media jobs for these people is over, are over, but I mean, I guess you just pack up and go home.
3: Or well, you, you set up a Patreon and a YouTube channel and, you know, compete for, for you know, micro-celebrity so you can have a niche of people paying your bills for you mm-hmm. while you... You know, talk about whatever. Talk about television or video games or something, but like for, from a socialist perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Talk about Harry Potter <laughs> and shit and yeah. make, like, two-hour YouTube videos that your fans pay for. Yeah. And so, I mean, there is really a divide between, like, a culture... An idea of the left is, like, a cultural attitude. Mm-hmm. There's like an aesthetic people adopt, like an idea, you know, a you lifestyle. Know I mean? yeah, a lifestyle. And then there's the actual stakes. What's at stake in class struggle, which is just completely outside of that. And I think so long as you have groups of people addressing themselves just purely inside of like the, the Internet celebrity bubble. Like, it's just going to become, you know, self-cannibalizing, crawl up its own ass. There's nothing else to expect from it. Right.
0: And and it's interesting, you know, I was was at my buddy's bachelor party, and my buddy is, you know, just the kind of, like, guns and prepper libertarian guy, right, who lives in rural Michigan. And I was talking to him a couple weeks ago, and he was like, I fucking hate to admit it, but that that communist shit is starting to make more and more sense to me right because of just like how he sees his his bosses behaving at work right like just like you've got these idiots who inherited millions of dollars and they just like you know run run companies into the ground and nothing ever gets better and they don't pay us blah 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 right it's like the the message is still appealing right to people but you actually have to be talking to people about stuff that matters to them and you have to be talking to them in a way that's that's comprehensible to how they how they perceive themselves. And, yeah. and so, like, none of these people are capable of doing it, right? Well, they're going to make sure that people like your buddy aren't allowed in. Right, right. yeah, exactly. for sure. Oh, he would exactly. never be allowed into a DSA meeting. And he wouldn't want to be there with those yeah, kind of people. Want, so right, exactly.
1: That's the respect in which I meant. It's like some kind of
0: spontaneous controlled opposition. Right, right, yeah. It's like a, an immune system preventing converts from entering, you know, like like lupus or something, right? Yeah. The body attacking its <laughs> own cells, right? Like, um, Yeah.
3: How do um, we make sure it stays broke? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a lot of people, like their careers are being broken. You it's know. a cottage
0: industry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, kind of w- one of the most cosmically, kind of sad, but, you know, Chopo was sort of the beginning of this dirtbag left media, you know, career grift right like and um brianna joy gray is is sort of downstream of them in a sense um and matt chrisman just had a seemingly cocaine induced stroke and like is in a coma or something and and it happened to him like the day before his his daughter was born you know and it's just like i don't know that i feel bad for the guy but it's like this is just the cosmic some kind of sign that this era of of the left is over you know like the the whole thing was unsustainable and it turns out that you know that's the thing it's coming crashing down it's coming crashing down bernie
3: sanders is not getting younger
0: right yeah and he's and he's he's uh uh, you know i sad shadow he's a sad shadow right and like of course the trots are gonna be like oh he was always a cheap dog and it's like no for a while he was actually oppositional but uh not anymore You know, like, I don't know what they did to him, but he's, you know, he's just old, probably.
1: What were you going to say?
2: Oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, it's worth thinking about the fact that the DSA is so young. Like, the average age of the person in the DSA is so young. And I feel like, you know, yeah, why the hell is it that, like, average adults, like, real adults, like, over the age of 35... Aren't going in and joining the DSA because it's like a big kids' right. uh, social club. But I, in terms of like, how do we make sure it stays broken? I wonder, like, as these kids grow up... They
1: don't grow up, that's the thing.
2: Oh, well,
3: like, yeah, Millennials like how do, don't how do grow we anymore. address generational immaturity? Yeah. <laughs> like an yeah. entire, well, an entire all... generations whose, whose political, emotional development is just stunted on a certain level. I mean, the boomers define themselves as being the group of
1: people who are forever young, but I think, you know, every generation is sort of upping the ante. Uh, yeah. And by now, I think people just don't grow up anymore. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, I think... Um, the millennials might crash and burn out and drop out of the DSA before the old Harringtonite boomers are all actually dead.
0: Yeah, I think you might be right. They'll get
1: it back. <laughs> yeah. They'll get their organization back.
0: <laughs> right. Or, or like the the shadow Gen X sort of faction that has kind of been lingering in the shadows. Like we'll seize the moment. but. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly not coming back. I think that's a safe bet. Like, the organization is not coming back. It's dead forever. And whatever emerges next, who knows what kind of shape it's going to take, but it's not going to be the DSA.
1: But if only, I mean, maybe we keep saying that, but like, every time I think it's dead, it's like zombies coming back. I mean,
0: it's been on a pretty consistent trajectory, you know? Like, I mean, how long can something die for? Well, when it when it goes up to ninety thousand members, it can it can kind of coast downwards for a couple of years because you have to remember it takes two years for someone after they stop paying dues to flush off the membership rolls. So we're actually seeing the organization to It's like light from a from a supernova reaching us now, right? Like the membership numbers have been presumably decreasing even more than we know. Um, it's just that the DSA doesn't admit that until you haven't paid dues for two years.
2: We just need another member of the squad to come through.
0: Right. Yeah. If only Fetterman could get his brain back then <laughs> yes I would be saved
1: <laughs> Alright folks. Good fight, good night.
0: Yep. Yeah.